everybody, I am Heather Markell and welcome to another episode of The Inspired Nomads. This is the show for those of you that are mid-career and you have maybe 15 to 25 years left in your working career. You're thinking you could stick it out, but there's just this unnerving feeling that you have that there's something waiting for you. You want to go and do pursue a passion. You want to travel the world, whatever it might be. But you've got a lot of concerns that are logical about whether you can really take off and do it. So this is the show where I talk to other people like myself who have flown the coup and are pursuing their passion. Many of us uh, living in other parts of the world, some of us fully uh, having a nomadic lifestyle, traveling the world, and we are living our passion every day. And I'm hoping that this show helps you uh, to be inspired to follow your own. So today I'm very excited to have a really great guest, Marilyn with A Soul Awakening. She is an Australian expat who has moved to Greece. So Marilyn, welcome to the show first off. Um, tell us a little bit about, about more about you, where you're from and what led you to make this amazing move. Hi, and uh, thank you, Heather. Um, as Heather has said, uh, I'm an Australian and uh, Four or five years ago now, I was doing different things in my home country and um, yeah, something was sparking inside to encourage me to, to make a next step in my, in my life. And the career I had uh, was changing. My whole focus around what I was doing was changing. And I decided that I would take a, a leap of faith and trust that the net would appear, so to speak. And I found myself in Crete, which is the largest of the Greek islands on a temporary holiday, four-month holiday, if that's temporary. However, a very short period of time later, I'd been back and forth across the hemispheres and three times, I think it was, and I ended up finding myself living here in a more permanent capacity. So leaving behind a very solid career as a former HR professional on a very good income and uh, very good practices as to who I was, where I was, and what I was required to do. However, as I'm saying, there was some things moving inside me that was asking me to let that all go and to have trust in that I would be able to pursue something that was really dear to my heart. And um, in actual fact, that dear to my heart is well, well and truly as a traveller, but I've also had an extreme fascination with astrology. Mm. As a younger child, I was very, very fascinated by the movements of the moon. And around probably about 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, I have to think of timelines, when did that passion really start to bubble underneath me? And so four or five years ago now, I made the big decision to pull away from a HR career and pursue my passions for learning more about astrology. And then I undertook formal qualifications to gain gain my um, qualifications and also credibility in that space and uh, found myself living and breathing in this place called Greece, which is the very foundations of a lot of modern-day Western astrology. Uh, and it's pretty exciting, though. It, it, it was quite, quite a, an insightful decision to just follow my heart, to lead and just listen. I'm a firm believer in that listening to what your intuition is telling you is really important. So I had spent uh, the first four months here in Greece 
setting up all the back back end work of my website, of the programs that I offer, anticipating that I'd return to Australia to be able to run those programs in Australia and New Zealand, only to find that when I returned the first time, I just didn't feel right. Something just was saying, you must go back. And so I had a, a long chat to myself <laughs> and decided that, okay, I would honour the voice inside me that was saying it's, it's okay to just let go um, and just move back to the other side of the world and see how things unfolded. Being here is an incredible experience, being in a completely different culture to anything I'm familiar with. However, there's also Europe sitting on this side of the world for me. And I have been traveling the world since my 20s, and that's some time ago. And this side of the world had always been just a little bit too far from Australia to, to travel right. every, every six months um, as you're working through your working life, per se. So now I have Europe at my doorstep, and I have been to five, six countries and equally that many Greek islands in the last four years have just been right there. They have an hour's flight compared to a 26-hour flight. It's really nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very, very grateful that I have that aspect of um, my location to, to embark and learn more of the history, which I know a serious history of kind of a person. And every step I take, I learn more about the joinings and connections to how astrology has played different roles in different societies and different cultures, and particularly around the Mediterranean sides of things. It's been where a lot of my learnings and enhanced my passions for learning more about astrology. I love it. So uh, going back to what you said when, um, when you started, you had this career as an HR manager with a good salary. So, you know, that would have put you on a great trajectory, I guess, to earn lots of money and, and retire and travel around. So why did you decide to leave that behind? Uh, a number of different things were happening. And, and yes, as you said, I, I was actually in the HR world for 20 years and I'd well and truly moved through uh, the, the different tiers of being uh, a introductory to HR right through to being a director of HR in uh, one of my last jobs but um, I always found that my roles in HR what drove me were people interestingly enough people and I found that I was very very good and I really had a, a desire to support and help people in understanding more about who they are and how they could transition through the different stages of their working lives so Coming with that kind of a background and that strength behind me, I was paid quite handsomely in actual fact, and I was very grateful for that. However, I was always aware that that was a gift that I had and that I should never, ever lose sight of how I could support people in making those transitions. And so now I, I do the same, the same type of work in a strange way. I just do it through a different lens in actual fact is, is how I view it and you know, astrology is not for everybody and I totally honour anybody's decision around that. Uh, so it doesn't come with the financial rewards that my HR career certainly came with and it doesn't come with the same amount of, of comfort in that, yeah, that, that net is, is always there. You get up and you go to work. Um, but truly, if I can support anybody in understanding that, you know, if this is what you want in your life, whatever that may be, then it's up to you to make the decision to 
to trust and to have faith in your ability to know that, yeah, you're going to manifest your desires, you're going to manifest your wills, um, you're going to manifest your dreams because this is what we're here to do in my way of thinking. Yeah. So it's been, I, I was doing that for 20 years as a HR professional, supporting and encouraging people how to see where their skill sets lie, how to transition from one aspect of their working life to another one or out of the system altogether, whatever it may have been. And it was during those probably last four or five years that I really saw the gift that I had. And um, I decided that, okay, I better do it for myself while I'm at it. I love that. And so, you know, somebody watching or listening to this episode may be very much thinking, well, wow, this is exactly why I'm worried about quitting is that, you know, I'm not going to have those same financial rewards if I go off on my own. So, you know, what happens to me? So can you say a little bit more about the experience of trusting and manifesting or let's start there? Well, happily, because uh, in all honesty, I'm sure that anybody watching, and I certainly hope that the people who are watching, have at some stage in their life recognised a point where there was a little bit of a crisis going on and a crossroad and a turning point. Uh, and they can happen at various stages throughout life. None of us are immune to any of those. And somehow, there is no miraculous cure as to how, but somehow we get through them. So it's learning to, to sincerely trust that we will come through these cycles. And if something I can offer anybody, and it's from an astrological perspective, is that all through life are cycles. Nothing stays the same. So we can never stay in the same point of discomfort or unease or uncertainty in an extended and indefinite period of time. There is always a way for us to learn through what is taking place. And the big key word for me is to trust that I'm going to continue to see indications and guidance um, in day-to-day -day circumstances that say to me that, yeah, I'm, I'm on the right path. I'm, I'm doing what, I'm, what, my, what my heart wants to do. So I will continue to trust that. And I will be the first to say that, yeah, there's been some moments when you went, Marilyn, really, do you think you can achieve that? Like, come on, let's be realistic here. But honestly, it happens. There, there's, there's work involvement. Nothing falls in your lap. But you, you do your part in it and you will get your rewards and you will be living the life that you choose to live. And by no means am I suggesting that um, people want to be out there living and having multi-million dollar lives or anything like that, but you know, living a comfortable life that you are happy to have, to be a part of, to learn from, to, as Heather pointed out in the beginning of this, this meeting interview, that you want to be traveling the world, travel the world. If you want to relocate to another part of the world, relocate to another part of the world. Because truly, anything is possible. And I sincerely feel that that's because nothing is impossible. Do you have a, like a specific small example of something that you, you manifested that you know, made you, that showed you that it, it happens to all of us and, and you can believe it and if it happened here, it'll happen again? Um, yeah, I, I have many in actual fact, but one particular one, given that I've relocated to Greece and into Crete, on my return to Greece, um, after I'd been here for four months, 
I have my little chat to the universe or, you know, whatever, whatever the guiding is that you uh, go to, then have that chat. And I just said, you know, if you truly want me to be living in Greece and in Crete, then you need to help me find a home. I will go there and I will choose them, but you must help me find them. And in all honesty, in less than three days of me being back in the country, four properties showed up. And so I checked all four. And I resided in one of them for just over two and a half years of the four years that I've been here. Wow. And every day I accepted that, okay, that was a, a pretty significant indication to say that I'm supposed to be here and I'm happily being here and I'm happily enjoying doing the work that I do. I learn more about the work that I do and the work that I offer every single day. And it's because of where I've chosen to find myself and accepted the choice to be here because yes we all can turn around and say no I'm going to just stay back in my home country or I'm going to continue to do what I do and have done because it's not really broken I just feel more comfortable there and I, I would challenge you if that's your train of thought in all sincerity I would challenge anybody in a very gracious way to to really listen to your heart as to what's going on and what do you sincerely and truly want and and we could just go from there. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that because I know that uh, before I quit, I mean, I've always loved, you know, astrology and, and the concept of manifesting. But I think, well, for me anyway, something shifted once I, once I did. There's a difference to me in knowing what your heart wants and following it. <laughs> so I find like when, when I stepped into actually doing the work that my heart was calling me to do, the manifesting just... Before it was like, let me read this book. Okay, okay, universe. It just seemed like work. <laughs> and and now it seems like, oh, um, shoot, I really need a paper clip. And then like one shows up on the street. I'm no joke, that actually happened to me. <laughs> like like the, the the I have to be really mindful of what I'm thinking because it happens so much that um, you know, and it probably happened before too. Maybe I'm paying more attention to the results now, but I do find that manifesting gets more powerful when you're actually doing your heart's work rather than thinking what life would be like if you did. I think you have just well and truly hit the nail on the head, so to speak, Heather, that it really is being aware. Being mindful is a key. It's uh, the, the words that we're saying to ourselves, the voices and the conversations that we're having with ourselves and literally being very, very mindful about what it is you're wishing for. The simplicity of wishing to have a paper clip and suddenly, oh, there, there, okay, there it is just over there. I just wasn't aware that I'd left them there or whatever it might be, but it's literally recognising that, oh, okay, there's the paper clip. These little indicators continue to happen every single day, honestly, and the more we become aware of them, the more we become more mindful of them, the more that we get these little insights say, okay, I'm on the right path. Everything's okay. Yeah. It's another little hurdle might show up or a little crossroad might come here and there. It's all just a part of the, the learning journey in every aspect of it. But we live in, you know, I certainly did live in big cities in Australia at times and you're running to catch a train, you're running to catch a bus, you're not really doing anything other than knowing that you have to be at work in 20 minutes or in an hour, whatever it might be. So that, that moment of thinking, you know, where's the paperclip? It just doesn't come into your head at all. Right. 
And so stepping out of, out of the, the craziness, uh, when you know in your heart that you're ready, then it's deeply important just to trust it. So yeah, I love that. Trust it. So on the sort of scope of manifesting, I think one thing that, the main thing that we all worry about when we go pursue our passion or follow our heart is well, where's the money going to come from? So what's been your experience with, you know, where money comes from? And I think probably creating a different relationship with money. That's a wonderful question. Um, something that I continue to do and have done for many years, and it was a skill that I picked up as a HR professional when I was supporting people in career transitions. So, you know, I, I was one of those people for about three years of my working life in HR where I was brought into big organisations to actually downsize them. So I wasn't I was one of those people who were rather less favourable to come in. Because, you know, she's going to get, she's going to, I'm going to lose my job when she walks in the door. But seriously, one of the things that I found really, really beneficial for everybody, including myself, was to write down on two separate pieces of paper, on one side, the left side, oddly enough, is to write down anything that you really want to do. Interestingly, not a lot comes to mind in the first five or ten minutes. So on the right-hand side of the piece of paper, write down everything that you won't do. That simple. Your hand will just write and write and write and write and write and write and write. And then before you know it, the left hand starts seeing three or four words. And you literally clear your mind of anything that just will not serve you, that you have no desire to be associated to. And truly, that page can become a second page. And you, you just push it out of the way. It goes. And therefore, the other pieces come in. And that's because you know in your heart that you've got that skill. And that skill is a sellable item. Whether you're in a working, uh, going to work Monday to Friday, whatever it is, or you're choosing to be in your own business online, whatever we do in today's world, those skills are yours. And they're your gifts to do something. And somebody wants them. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Somebody out there will pay for them. They may not pay dearly for them like you did in a workforce, but they, they still want them. So it's, it's learning to recognise that, yeah, you have something of worth to give something, to give to somebody else, to give to another group of people, to give to society at the end of the day. And I love what you just said, uh, learning of something of worth, because uh, I think we all are born with that, with that core value. And ironically, when you work in corporate, you don't always, you're not always aligned with your true value. It's actually when you're off doing your own thing um, that you get aligned with your core value. And then at that point, I think either you can, well, you're living your life from that core value um, and offering it to the world. And for some of us, that may be through a corporate job. And that's great if you can come from that value place. Um, and for others of us, it may be, you know, of service using that value first to everybody. I love that. That's, it's a key fundamental uh, in anything that I would support somebody else into understanding that, like you just shared, that if somebody wants to stay in a corporate environment, they're going to be great in that space. The, the world needs policy designers, policy writers, uh, people who research legislation, um, all, all those fundamentals that belong in, in a business context world um, in a corporate environment. But 
the world also needs a lot of other people who don't have those skills and don't have those passions to, to put yeah. So tap into what what you is you and appreciate it, honor it, and uh, trust that when the time comes, just to go, just to step forward, just to yeah. step forward. Truly, we've got one life. Go and enjoy it. Do do the best that you can with it, and um, enjoy it really. So um, I know that I think we're both quite happy um, in the current life that we're that we're living at the moment. What do you feel is is something you had to give up to be able to live the life you're living now? Um, lots. Lots I gave up, and what we just discussed around the corporate environment. I came with a very, very strong understanding of corporate entities and how to work and within those systems. Stepping away from them was literally like taking off four or five layers of coats. They were like my my safety measures. I knew how to work in those world in that world. I knew very comfortably, fit like a hand in glove. But taking those off was just like, mm, okay. Um, redesigning your, the way you choose to flow through a day, not being demanded by you know, having to get up at, at, with an alarm clock. Oh, what a blissful experience. I don't know if, it, if the one thing I've graciously done is not have an alarm clock on for many years now. It's great. Uh, but it, it's learning those things that they all have to be delayed. They all have to come off because they don't serve you in your, your choice of what you're choosing to do now. Because you know, if, you're, if you're traveling the world and you don't have to have a corporate mindset, if you're choosing to be an online entrepreneur in various disciplines, then you need to have business acumen still, but you don't have to have a corporate acumen, do you? No. So it's literally taking off those layers that you acquired over an extended period of time, which served you for the time that they did, but they're no longer of benefit for you, and they do and can weigh you down. So. Delayering was uh, an interesting personal challenge in that happy to do it, but then I had to keep reminding myself, oh, okay, um, you don't really need that, do you? So you can let that go while you're at it. Yeah. Well, That's it came small suitcases, really. <laughs> <laughs> that too, right? <laughs> um, the, other, um, the other topic I'd love to focus on for a moment too is, is retirement because one thing that we're trained to do when we are in the corporate world is save up for retirement. Mm -hmm. And now that we're in a different world, um, retirement sort of feels different. And I wonder how you, um, how do you view retirement, saving for retirement? Are you, are you worried about it? Cause somebody watching this or listening may be thinking, well, oh my gosh, you know, I, I might ruin my career thinking they, they might actually think they want to go back to a career. Maybe I know <laughs> that might change in the process, but, but what about that money that, that, you know, that we all are trained to create and save for later in life? What, what is, what's that like for you now? Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Another great question you are, you're offering here. And so for anybody who's, who's again, listening and watching this thing, I don't know your personal circumstances or the societies of the countries that you come from. But as an Australian, and this, this was a major consideration for me, that um, back when I was in my 20s, Australia decided to do something and meant that anybody of my age group or the younger generation coming from 
uh, coming behind me, there would be no age pensions. They were just going to be obsolete. Wow. So somewhere inside this, this you know, me, I just thought, okay, then I'm responsible for this, no problem. And so a safety net of financial wealth uh, was being built, but at the end of the day, I realised it was just sitting with a, a superannuation fund that could, could fall down any day. Like, it, you know, we've had GFCs in the last few years in different parts of the world, so it can be stripped away from you just that quickly. So for me, the whole, whole concept and understanding of retirement changed it back in, you know, a few years ago now, and then I thought, okay, and it's, it's going to come back full circle to what we were discussing earlier, Heather, in that do what you love. Under, you know, be that, you know, have the passion that you have that will earn you an income and learn to live within the means of that income. You don't have to worry about retirement because there is no, for you know, myself as an Australian, there is no age pension coming when I hit 60s or 65 or whatever the heck it might be for somebody in today's world, it, I will happily continue doing the work that I love to do and that I'm finding a real joy in my own learning and being able to give back in that space. So retirement has, has changed dramatically um, quite some years ago for me. So I, I can appreciate many people who have this concern, what happens when my pension doesn't show up or I didn't work long enough to get a pension depending on the societies that you're from. But again, a system has encouraged us to think that way. Whereas if we honour and we've spoken about manifesting, if we bring forward what it is we're passionate about, it really becomes obsolete in a strange way. You continue to generate an income in a way that you have chosen to generate an income rather than how a system has asked you to generate an income. So retirement becomes a much more enjoyable thing like in all honesty i'm not even sure retirement the word becomes irrelevant uh, uh, becomes relevant in any way it's you you'll continue to work until you do you don't want to and it's not really work you yeah. continue to enjoy what you do for however long you continue to enjoy it well and that's those are such good points because i think uh i do think that in a corporate system mindset um we are all believing that um, at that point in the future, that money that we've worked so hard for will be there, number one. <laughs> um, number two, that our health will be good enough to enjoy that money that we've created, if it's even there. Um, and I mean, we've seen so many stories, um, I know in the US anyway, of companies that, you know, the, the retirement money that was there now isn't. Um, so, in a strange way, you're just making me realize that um, the this changing of life, um, life and lifestyle, in a weird way, sort of uh, sets us up to be more successful in retirement. Because, um, mm -hmm. right, I think we're um, we're already kind of going with the flow and looking for completely different indicators of, oh my gosh, if this didn't go the way I thought, which happens to me all the time in, in the way I'm living my life, um, I'm, I'm learning and being trained that there's always another avenue, another route, another path. Um, it may not be the one that I expected, but it's there. And, and weirdly, I'm, I'm not less happy 
um, generating less money. And, and I mean, if I compare my lifestyle now to the one I used to have in New York, where I'm currently at the moment, um, I, um, wow, it's a completely downgraded lifestyle, but, but I'm actually like way happier. So <laughs> I don't get it. How you're describing it is, is quintessentially, it is. There you go. It, that it is uh, because you are doing what you choose to do. And as I shared earlier, the, um, we each have a particular gift and skills that somebody somewhere wants. And the dynamics of where that is now, we don't go into an office environment. It's from a corporate perspective. We can do that from anywhere in the world. There are a number, there are quite a number, quite a few hundred thousand, no doubt. I don't know the statistics, but there are many, many, many people who are working online in one country for a country somewhere else. Um, I personally have two or three friends in that space who, and they could be in the health sector, they could be in the education sector, they could be in the the fashion industry sector, like it really is such a dynamic change and shifts on how we perceive we continue, have, we continue to have to get up and go to work. As um, we, we live in an incredible 21st century age where we've got technology. Like you're yeah. talking to a woman who's an Australian sitting in Greece and you're a woman sitting in uh, the US and where we're sitting here, we're still having a chat. There you yep. go. We, we can be anywhere in the world to do pretty much anything in the world. So, yeah, whoever's watching, I'm going to reiterate. So please trust that that little voice, that intuition, that perception, that igniting inside you it is real. And if you are open to, to stepping forward, then trust that you will just enjoy the unfolding and the journey that's ahead of you. So please, give it go. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, um, as we were just talking, I just suddenly had this like little epiphany that, um, you know, we've always been taught that money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah. And actually it does. When you, you know, I'm realizing when you change um, how you feel about money from, from money being to buy stuff, <laughs> to money actually being about happiness. You need less of it because happiness actually comes from inside anyway. And so, you know, if you can allow that money to follow the flow of your happiness, I mean, then actually it does buy happiness. <laughs> um, I, there is no, no magical, uh, there, there is no magical ingredient in that other than you, each and every one of us, uh, it, it comes um, from my perception, and, and I do sincerely honour people who have a, a, their own their own understanding of where their guides are coming from. But the universe really does provide, and so trust that. It's just like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to abuse it. I'm not going to expect it or have any essence of expectations like, yeah, okay, I'm still doing my work and both my work on me and my, my work that I provide and support others with. But yeah, the universe will, will always be there. It's, it's not going to move. It's not yeah. going to go anywhere. So whoever it is, your guides are people who are listening and trust them. Like, yeah. if this is who you go to, go to it. Go to it. Then what, however definition you give it, but 
Uh, and yeah, it, it will keep you through. It will take you through. And when we do hit some of these crossroads changes, they're just part of the journey as well. But we, we come out the other end. We really do. It's a number of years in a corporate environment or in a city environment. And I respect many people who are lovely living in cities, but yeah, it, it's, it's a quite a, a shift. It's quite a shift and a big change to to do something that you never believed that you were capable of or was within your reach. Yeah. But it is. Yes. <laughs> so Marilyn, you've already given so many amazing insights and tips, but is there any last one you'd like to give before we wrap up? Uh, as I've said, people who are listening, um, please honour you and trust your intuition. Trust your heart and listen. Please listen. And thank you for listening with us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Marilyn, for being here. This was, uh, I love this. I think we, we kind of went in a lot of different directions than um, some of my previous interviews. So I, I really enjoyed the conversation. And for those um, who are here, uh, can you share with us, so maybe somebody listening would like to get in touch with you, learn more about the work you do? What, how would they get in touch with you? Thank you. As Heather shared earlier in uh, this, this interview, um, my name is Marilyn, clearly, and my business name is A Soul Awakening. Now, that's your soul, okay? It's not solo, a traveler, it's A Soul Awakening. So you'll find me online. Um, I'm an Australian, so I come with a .com.au. <laughs> and you'll also find me on social media as either A Soul Awakening or another arm of my business, being the fun traveler that I enjoy being, is Soul Women Travelers. So, they're the, they're the two avenues that you'll find. If you'd like to reach out, I would love to connect. Great. And Soul Women Travelers, also S-O-U-L, like the soul within us? Exactly. Okay. That's, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Marilyn, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. This has been a wonderful interview. And if you are listening and you're thinking you should be a future guest on the show or know somebody else who should be, please fill out a questionnaire at www.interviewquestionnaire.com and you can follow uh, the Inspired Nomads on Facebook in our Facebook group, The Inspired Nomads. And you can also contact me and ask me any questions or share any feedback you'd like by emailing me at heather at heathermarkell.com. So once again, this has been another excellent episode of the Inspired Nomads. Hope you enjoyed it. And I look forward to seeing you or hearing from you on the next episode. Bye-bye.